Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for Today. My name is Heather. I've got some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to part two of today's podcast. So, um, I didn't get to these other articles that I kind of wanted to read on the last podcast, but I want to keep them to about 45 minutes to at the most an hour, but generally I want to keep it between 30 in 45 minutes. And so we're going to continue. So why are Western leaders so eager to go to war with nuclear armed Russia and China? It's about depopulation, comma, stupid. He says, uh, with AI and robots, Israeli historian and WAF mouthpiece ask, what do we need so many humans for? And you know, that article is by, you all love him. You know, we all do. It's Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. So and anyway, uh, we'll discuss that article, and another one is God's Grand Finale. We're not going to do this whole one because it's actually an interview, and it's ChristianPost.com, uh, but it's End Times Expert says churches know little of the side of Jesus in Revelation. Of course, this article is by Michael Grabowski, uh, mainline church editor, and of course, it's got Jeff Kinley on there, and so, um, you know, so Jeff Kinley co-host of the popular podcast, The Prophecy Pros, alongside Todd Hampson. I have their book, by the way. Fantastic. You know, uh, release God's grand finale, wrath, grace, and glory in earth's last days. It's Harvest Prophecy is the uh, the person who published that, and so, or the company that published that. Uh, and he goes on to say, um, the Bible's latest book is God's final word to mankind. And the breathtaking revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ notes the book's Amazon description. And so he's talking about the book of Revelation. It says, through this letter, it describes depravity, devils, and destructions. It also provides, or destruction, it also provides an incredible portrait of our almighty God delivering profound insights into who he really is. And so the Christian Post spoke with Jeff Kinley about his book on Friday, of course, touching on topics like how revelation is often misinterpreted and how Christians should approach the last book of the Bible. And he goes, here are li- here are lightly edited excerpts um, from that interview. And so uh, I'm going to post this um, article, you guys, in the description if you guys want to go there and read about it. It's going to be great. I tell you, you'll probably love that. And so um, I'm going to put that there if you want to go there, but we're not going to talk about that one on this podcast. We are going to talk about Vladimir Putin turns on Netanyahu as he sees Israel as Russia's enemy. Folks, it's at the uh, www.the-express.com by Charlie Bradley posted the 30th of October. And so Vladimir Putin will now see Israel as an enemy, unquote, quote, as he moves closer to Iran and sides with Hamas in the Middle East, a former speechwriter for the Russian president tells Daily Express U.S. And so um, he talks a little bit about that. We're not going to read the entire article, but I do want to throw that up there to let you know what's going on. It says Putin had to follow Tehran in the Middle East. Russia is quickly turning into another Iran proxy, just like the Hamas and Hezbollah. He said, uh, for many years, Putin was really uh, skillfully keeping a middle ground between Israel and Iran. But recently, Russia became dependent on Tehran because of arms deliveries. And so he says he lost his chance to be an independent player. Um, It was probably that Iran said, we support you in Ukraine. You support us in the Middle East. And so Putin had to follow um, Tehran because that's where he's getting his... um, weapons from. And so Mr. Galimov was placed on a wanted list of criminal suspects in Russia earlier this year because of his criticism of the invasion of Ukraine. And so he says, ask if Russia could provide money and weapons for Hamas. Mr. Galimov said, 
Uh, yes, I don't rule this out. When you become a proxy, you lose the chance to conduct an independent line. He continued, he says, I think Putin no longer cares for Netanyahu. Now he has taken this pro-Palestinian stance on the conflict in any Israeli government as an enemy for Putin. And he goes on to say, um, Iran has supplied Russia with drones to use for its war in Ukraine after heavy sanctions left Russia isolated. As for Putin's relationship with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the two leaders had tried to forge a stronger relationship in recent years. Putin and Netanyahu promoted cultural ties and uh, visa-free travel between the two countries. He says in his memoir published during Russia's war on Ukraine, Netanyahu praised the Russian leader for his intellect in his particularly friendly attitude toward the Jewish people. But the two leaders didn't speak until a week after Hamas as of October the 7th attack. And so goes on to say the Kremlin said Putin expressed, quote, his sincere condolences to the family and friends of the deceased Israelis and relations between Israel and Russia will not have been held by Moscow hosting Hamas at the Kremlin last week. Uh, Musa Abu Muzak, a Hamas political leader, praised Putin's highly valued stance on the Israeli-Gaza war. It goes on to say, the situation in the Middle East has led to unrest in Russia. In Dagestan, a predominantly Muslim region, and anti-Semitic mobs stormed the airport to search for Jewish people flying in from Tel Aviv. RIA reported that 20 people had been injured, including two who were in critical condition. They also reported over 60 people were detained. And so, guys, you can check out that article if you want to at uh, the Dash Express. That's a little dash of the word dashexpress.com. And, um, you know, kind of gives a little uh, inside take on that, if you would. I'm from uh, a former uh, speechwriter for um, Putin. So, anyway, we're going to move right along here. So, uh, the Jewish community. Uh, is waking up to the dangerous left. And this is what I wanted to talk about. And like I said, it's about time. But anyway, this is posted by Michael Brown. You can find it at the, the WND.com. And so posted on the 30th of October. Um, last night about 7.13 p.m. to be exact is what it says. So in September 2021, he goes, I wrote an article titled, quote, Will American Jews Abandon the Democratic Party? End quote. He says, I noted that after, he says, I noted that after House Democrats under pressure from the radical left wing voted to remove Israelis' defensive Iron Dome funding from its budget, a Christian friend messaged me saying, overwhelmingly Jewish support for the Democratic Party is hard to comprehend. In explaining the history of that support, I stated, quote, he stated, not me. <laughs> the author, Michael Brown, started, um, It will be interesting to see what voting patterns emerge if traditional Jews continue to grow in number while the number of liberal Jews continue to drop. See, already this prediction from 2016. And this, in turn, would likely result in a growing of voting solidarity between Orthodox Jews and Christian conservatives. So, one year later, in November 2022, Rabbi Barclay um, asked, Are American Jews finally leaving the Democratic Party? He began his article stating, way back in March of 2019, he says, I propose the idea that, similar to the Blacksit movement, American Jews needed to remove themselves from the Democratic Party, which no longer exemplifies Jewish values, no longer supports Israel, and is controlled by leftist extremists who are anti-Semitic. Although slower than hoped for, it looks like this might finally be happening. More recently, in February 2023, Shilia Nazarian, herself an Iranian-American Jew, published an op-ed in Newsweek stating, quote, it's time for American Jews to say goodbye to the Democratic Party, end quote. 
She recognized that, quote, after experiencing firsthand how right-wing nationalism could result in the murder of millions of their people, many Jews who came to America in the wake of that horrific event couldn't ever imagine voting for a right-wing party. And some have come to associate the Republicans with nationalism and even fascism and Nazism, unquote. Her experience, however, as a Persian Jew was very different, and she argued, quote, if liberal Ashkenazi Jews think they are protecting themselves by voting for Democrats, to us, the opposite is the case. It is Republicans who most Persian Jews see as a safer bet, and things like the anti-Israeli sentiment in the Democratic Party that's always increasing, as well as former President Obama's calamitous Iran deal and the anti-Semitism for people like Congresswoman all about the Benjamins, Eliar, Omar is getting harder and harder for us to understand how so many Jewish Americans can still align themselves with the Democrats, unquote. I agree. I've wondered this my whole adult life, pretty much. Anyway, so uh, Michael goes on to say she closed with the passionate appeal, quote, if you have only voted Democrat in the past, if you could ever if you could never dream of voting for a Republican candidate or policy, I urge you to reconsider right now. She said there's just too much at stake to keep repeating our old patterns. She says, if we want to combat anti-Semitism, keep the Jewish state strong and ensure that Jews are safer here in America, we have to do something different. Our future depends on it, she says. So Michael goes on to say, all this has been underscored in recent weeks by the reaction of some Democratic leaders to the October 7th massacre and by the Jewish hating Israel bashing sentiments coming from the radical left, especially on college campuses. So this has resulted in a recent spat of essays um, basically stating that enough is enough calling for American Jews and in, and even Israeli Jews to wake up and face reality. David Mamet's October 23rd op-ed for Unheard was titled, quote, How the Democrats Betrayed the Jews, the Sick Thrill of Anti-Semitism has a price, unquote. He stated plainly that there is no more room to be a congressional, or I'm sorry, to be a con- congenital Democrat. As he confesses, he was for many years. He wrote, quote, but there is no more um, cozy mystery in the anti-Semitism of the Democratic Party. Representatives are affiliated with the Democratic Socialists and pro-Palestinians calling for the end of the state of Israel. That is for the death of the Jews and Democrat representatives repeat and refuse to retract the libel that Israel bombed a hospital in spite of absolute proof to the contrary and will not call out the unutterable atrocities of Hamas. The writing is on the wall in blood, unquote. An article in the Free Press by Constantine Kizin, um, um, K-I-S-I-N, Sorry, I'm on October 22nd was titled, quote, the day the delusions died. A lot of people woke up on October 7th as progressives and went to bed that night feeling like conservatives. What changed? Uh, unquote. He says, so while focusing more on leftists, liberal ideology, than on the Democrats, Kissin closed his essay with the sobering words, quote, the truth is that we have indulged in magical thinking for too long choosing comforting myths over harsh realities about terrorism, about immigration, about and about a host of other issues. In our hungry for progress, we have forgotten that not all change is for the better. Now the world is paying the price for that self-indulgence. Let's hope recent events are the wake-up call we so desperately need, unquote. Michael goes on to say, enough with our delusional thinking, he argued, we have real enemies 
who want to kill us. Now is not the time to indulge in magical thinking. More bluntly still, on October 24th, Lilac Volick posted an article titled, quote, All I want to say to the international left is, go to hell, unquote. She says, um, but he says, Michael goes on to say, but that makes her article stand out um, is not so simply is not simply the bluntness of the article. It is the fact that it was published as an op ed in Israeli's premier left wing news outlet. Hey, arts. Hey, arts. That is saying a lot. They said so she writes, quote, uh, one concept that has collapsed just one among the flood of incredibly painful ones is how segments of the international left have framed Hamas murderous attack on Israel in which 1,400 people were killed and more than 200 kidnapped as a legitimate Palestinian civil civilian uprising, unquote. Then speaking with real candor, she says, quote, As someone who deeply identifies with the Israeli left, I felt my heart dropping from where it usually is in my chest, sliding down my sleeve and fluttering on the floor of disbelief or in disbelief. As if this were a junior high election for student council president, every imbecile of liberalism in the world has gotten behind one of two shallow options, Israel or Palestine. They've quickly reached the conclusion that they're too wonderful not to identify with the underdog. After all, they tried Baba Ganache once and liked it. And now they've announced with self-importance, I stand with Palestine, unquote. And so she explains the point of all of this isn't to engage in self-flagellization and self-purification in the name of the entire Israeli left. We have enough to deal with. Thank you very much. But we are sobering up from the mutual embrace we thought we enjoyed with people with whom is it's insta- it's ostensibly still possible to hold a conversation that exceeds 280 characters. Indeed, uh, when it comes to the advance of the events of October 7th on the Gaza border, of the international left which can go into detail about each and every pronoun appropriate for each and every self-definition has drowned in the um, academization of the conversation and has been choked on its own ignorance and self-righteousness, in addition, apparently, to what preceded them, unquote. The Israeli left, she now understands, is very different than the international left. The painful awakening continues. And while there is certainly dangerous right-wing anti-Semitism as well, it's clear that there is no refuge for the Jewish people or the nation of Israel under the shelter of the international and American left. And so, folks, that is the truth. And um, I tell you, I just never thought I would see this day. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. But, folks... That is happening. So what's going on right now. Israel. Um, this is, here you go. Some, here's some news on the MSM. Here, here we go. This is how they're changing the narrative. Already, Israeli, or Israel strikes Gaza's Jabalay uh, refuge camp. And this is on CNN.com. And I want you to listen to the people who um, contributed to this or- article here. So we're going to scroll on down here. Ibram Daman. Hamdi Akshali, Kyle Blaine, and Tamara Michaelis, I'm not sure, contributed to this report. And oh my goodness, they just twist the words. They twist everything. <laughs> they bombed the hospital. They bombed They bombed the terrorist, uh, uh, head of a terrorist person. And um, and they're, and these uh, uh, Hamas people are talking about how, para, how children are, uh, anyway, I'm saying how they just take it and 
twist everything around and make it Israel's fault. Not to mention what these people have done. And none of it is true. None of this is true what they say. Um, if you've been paying attention, Israel sounds the alarm and they drop leaflets and they, they call phones, cell phones, they do everything telling people to get out, we're about to bomb. Get out, we're about to bomb. And so um, Israel has done everything to get to get word to the people to get them out. Like if you want to stay, hey, that's up to you. But they've told them what they're going to do. And they're on the ground fighting, um, folks, and it's, it's, it's getting deep over there. Let me tell you, be in prayer. Uh, be, we are to pray. We're commanded as Christians to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, which is Jesus Christ coming to rule and reign. And we need, because there will never be peace in Jerusalem until Christ comes back. And so when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we are praying for Jesus Christ to come back. Maranatha. <laughs> and uh, we as Christians will be taken up before that happens. And so, um, guys, if you haven't caught the latest from Pastor Billy Crone, this is October the 29th. Um, and thank you, Michelle, for pointing that out to me. Um, cause I've been looking on his rumble channels and all this other stuff while well, he's putting it on his website. So you know where to go. You know, I'm going to say it Vegas style. Go to getalifemedia.com. Getalifemedia.com. Go check out the latest update in Israeli, uh, the war part two. Uh, and this is Israeli updates 2023 part one and two part one was the 15th of October part two is the 29th and so yes if you guys do watch them on Facebook rumble YouTube all they are a week behind but this one is the 29th so they have uploaded that thank you Jeannie for getting that word out if you guys aren't on the email list and stuff so anyway um so um, go to Get Life Media, check it out. I am in the process of watching it right now, but I wanted to get up and get part two of the episode done um, for you guys so that you'd have all the headlines today. And uh, <laughs> you guys, um, I don't know if you guys remember Paul Harvey. Good day. Um, anyway, if you're not in America, you probably don't. But if, for those of you in America, probably I would say younger than 45, maybe. You may not get that. But us older folks, we understand it. So anyway. Um, and now you have the rest of the story. Oh, anyway, so, but please go to getlifemedia.com. Check out part two. Um, you can get the app on your phone. What? That's what I'm saying. They got a good app. Um, they have the website. Pastor Billy puts all of his stuff up there for free. Um, I'm going to get the year pass. I keep telling myself that I'm going to get the year pass so I can watch everything that he's got. I'm so $65. I think $65 and you can watch it all. But I mean, if you're walking, if you're going online, you want the Bible studies, those are all free. But his documentaries and stuff, like he says, if you download them, like I've got several that I downloaded on Vimeo and uh, paid for. And so, um, but the good thing about that is he does not care. He doesn't care. Make copies of it. Put it on USB. He doesn't care. Just get it out there. Just get it out there for the world um, to hear. So he does not care. And so they do a great work. And I'm thankful to him and all the people um, that help him with his ministry and Discord channel and everything. And so what a blessing that is. Pastor Brett Meter, what a blessing they got. They are at Athey Creek. Um, folks, there's a lot of great pastors and teachers out there preaching and telling people about what's going on. I'm so thankful that my pastor, um, Dr. Randy Davis, is home and safe. And he preached Sunday and praised the Lord. And uh, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday um, is going to be fantastic. We're going to, he's going to bring up maps and like all kinds of stuff because he's been to Israel. I don't know how many times over the last 30 years. Um, and so it's probably like, he probably knows Israel better than he knows Amarillo. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, he's a, he's a great teacher and he's got a book out. And so guys, if you're ever interested on topics of the Bible, I'm talking about homosexuality, 
um, socialism, like anything you could possibly think of. He wrote a book. Please get with me. Send me an email, whatever, and I will get you a copy of that book. It's probably one of the best books that I have, and I'm so thankful that he wrote that. Um, but anyway, you guys, um, I'm probably going to get off here pretty soon because I'm rolling up on 30 some odd minutes, maybe pretty close. <laughs> oh man. Let's see what else we can find while we're here. While I got you on here, let me scroll on over to, oh, gender identity in church teaching Cleveland diocese sparks. What did he say? Sparks controversy with anti LGB alphabetical soup stuff. There will you go there, folks. You go. Finally, somebody's talking about it. Speaking up about it. Um, but guys, I'm just telling you, there's so much going on in the world today. Um, so what I was working on earlier, it was a podcast on, um, the health, wealth, prosperity, damn it, claim it, blab it, grab it, garbage, right? Um, that strikes really close to my heart because, um, they use people for their money. Uh, they lie to them. They twist scripture, um, to fit their needs. And like the Bible says in King James Version, don't make merchandise of you. And anybody listening to this podcast, I do not want that to happen to you. And so uh, I feel strongly in my spirit that I've been called to be a watchman on the wall to tell people, to warn people, hey, this is what's going on. Um, You know, I love the word of God and uh, I just want everybody else to love the word of God. (laughs) Um, But if you read the Bible and you're immersed in the Bible, and you study the Bible, and you spend time with the Lord, um, you're going to be, you're going to have a discerning spirit, a discerning heart, and some people have a better discerning spirit than others, like, you know, I'm thankful for, like, Pastor Billy Crone, and Spencer Smith, and a bunch of other folks, John MacArthur, um, all kinds of wonderful pastors out there that we can learn from, and, and I'm thankful for them, and, um, and I just don't want people to go to a church that is preaching heresy, that's going to a church that's preaching blasphemy, that's going to a church that's preaching a different gospel than what Jesus Christ is. So like the apostle Paul says, mark them, you know, they're in anathema, let them be accursed in other words. Um, And so I love these people. I love the people that attend this church. I do. Don't get me wrong. Don't please don't, don't get me wrong. I'm doing this in love. I really am. But the point is, you need to know if you were attending a church that is not in accordance with God's word. That's why doctrine matters. That's why theology matters. That's why knowing the word of God matters. Because if the people sitting there listening to the stuff that was being spewed Sunday morning from this from their pulpit, then they would know that. It's not right. It's not biblical. It doesn't line up with God's word, even though they're using God's word, but they're twisting the gospel. They're twisting it. And um, it breaks my heart um, because, um, oh man, I, I know the people. I know the pastor there. Um, I know his wife. Um, I knew them. I think even before they had gotten married, um, I went to his father's church. And so his father wasn't a health, wealth, prosperity preacher until the very end until the very end before he retired and i'll say maybe a year or two before he retired and of course um like i said on the other podcast oh a huge thank you to jam Kell from way back when i was young <laughs> i can't believe it's been that long ago um but for her guidance you know and her help and i'm so thankful i found her radio station back then 
I tell you know how naive I was and I wasn't very versed in the internet was I didn't even know what YouTube was. So that ought to tell you something. My district manager, Travis Wazinski, was like, hey, <laughs> why don't you watch some YouTube while you're here? I'm like, watch a what? I didn't even know what YouTube was. But anyway, um, I'm thankful that I found Jim Markell and her radio ministry then. So anyway, we won't go into all that aspect. But um, I do want you guys to know um, that, um, you know, if you're attending a church and this is what they tell you, or if you have a female um, quote unquote reverend up there, folks, that's not biblical. It's not biblical. And there's reasons that women are not pastors and they're not leaders over churches or anything like that. Um, the Bible's very clear. The Bible's very clear about that. You know, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. And of course, you have the man that's head of the, you know, and so over the family. And so anyway, there's, um, there is a structure that God has put in place. And it's not that women are less than men. We're not, we are equal. And we all have equal roles to do so it may not be the same role you know women are over or over children they're over the household that kind of thing you know so we have different roles but we are equal so there's nobody better than the other okay um you know and i did a whole podcast over that what's women's place and blah 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 and so i did a whole huge podcast on that and i took a, a book and i just happened to find i was at goodwill shopping you know you never know what you can find at goodwill um but i found that book that i was like what it was so amazing god just kind of he just puts little nuggets out there for you you know and so i just love that um if you seek the lord and draw close to him he will draw close to you and um and so i was very thankful for that and so i did a i did a podcast on that and i've done one on tongues and i've done some on other stuff you know um i have a moment with the savior if you ever get a chance if you're on youtube there's short little videos i think the longest one i have is like six minutes or something but i just take like scripture and just kind of and i was doing it from john MacArthur's um um uh his daily devotional book that i had and i thought oh it says no replication of this blah 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 and so i couldn't do that anymore and so i was like apes <laughs> Not that I think John would worry about that. I didn't like put his, uh, what he said up there. I kind of, anyway, long story short. But anyway, you know, don't give me rambling, okay? Um, ADD over here, squirrel. <laughs> but uh, no, um, you know, the whole thing is, I just don't want people to be caught up into something like that. Because if you're a brand new baby Christian, or even if you're like a, 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 a middle-aged, we'll say Christian, right? And you don't, you're not in the word, and you don't know the word of God, and you haven't studied it your whole life, and you haven't been immersed, and you haven't read it, and you haven't, you know what I mean? You're not going to have that discernment. And so you're going to go, like if you went with a friend, and you're like, oh man, this is great. The music's great. Everybody's like uber friendly, you know, all kinds of stuff. You're thinking, oh wow, this is great, you know? And then you listen to the precious drivel, and you think, oh, this, yeah, this is what it's supposed to be, but it's not. So I'm going to give you a little bitty snippet just a snippet okay here guys just a little snippet so that you'll have an idea about what the podcast that i'm gonna do i'm gonna have already working on it but i got a lot of editing to do i'm gonna give you a little snippet and i bet you're gonna have a huge idea of what i'm gonna be talking about so let's listen to it really quick okay all right let's say it preach to each other it's breakthrough time what has been clogged up and restricted must be loosed because of my obedience and tithing and giving I declare God's favor surrounds me like a shield. Inheritances, settlements, sales, and estates that are rightfully mine, I tell them to be released to me. Opportunities for advancement are hunting me down. I call for raises and bonuses. I tell my wallet and bank account to be full. Because the Lord delights to see me prosper. 
unexpectedly. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I'll be inspired with God ideas and inventions that will cause me to prosper. It's time for overflow. I speak abundance over my family and supernatural debt deliverance. My children and I will increase more and more, so I abound in every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, come on, kids. We're going to worship the Okay, guys. You can only imagine <laughs> what I'm going to talk about on that podcast um, when I bring all this up, folks. Just know um, that that's not biblical. None of that is biblical. Um, and like I say, when we give our tithes to the Lord, we give our tithes and offerings to our church. Um, it's because we want to glorify God. We want to help, um, further the kingdom of God. We want to help our pastor. We want to help the, the people who are overseers of the church. Um, and we give with joy, and we give with what you know the Lord has laid on our heart, and not an expectant of anything. We're not we're not going to give our tithe because we want a Cadillac, or we're not going because we want to raise, or you know they turn it into some formula, some I don't know. And it, it, we're going to talk about it though on the podcast when I get it all together. But that's just a teaser of what's going to happen and what I'm going to talk about on the podcast, and um, and something a little bit different for me, a little bit new. I might used to do videos, but Videos take so long to edit, and to me, it's just not worth it for me spending eight hours editing like a 10-minute video, you know, that maybe 20 people are going to watch, and so um, I think maybe I'll turn it into a podcast and do things like this, you know. Uh, If you guys think it's a good idea, let me know if you want to hear more of stuff like that, Um, but um, hopefully I'll have that edited and stuff tomorrow, and I'll have that uploaded tomorrow. I'm going to work on it tonight. Um, but you pray for me if you wouldn't mind that um, that I would have um, a discernment from the Lord and I can do this in love because um, it's not to be hateful or mean or derogatory or anything like that. It's to show um, people that may be going to churches like this why it's wrong, why it's not biblical, um, and it's not to hate on anybody or anything like that. But it is to show that these things are not biblical. They're not biblical and they're adding to the Bible. They're adding to God's word. They're twisting the scripture and manipulating it and to make merchandise of you. And so whether they believe what they're saying or not, it is a manipulation of scriptures, twisting the scripture, taking verses out of context. And folks, when when you hear her whole 40 minute um, selection and what all she talks about and from what chapter it's from in verse and you're going to really understand taking verses out of context and this is what they do and so um, I want to also say that women are not pastors are not reverends or anything like that the Bible is very clear about that and so um, don't go to churches where they have a female quote-unquote pastor Or even say it's the pastor's wife and say pastor and pastors, no. Pastor and reverend so-and-so, no. The Bible's very clear about this. All you got to do is open the Bible. Better yet, (laughs) go watch Spencer Smith's Third Adam. He's got a bunch of them out there. One, two, three, and four, I believe. And the latest one, maybe the one before that, yes, the one before that, was 
the rise of the divine feminine, folks, you're going to have a way better understanding of what is happening in the world today and why these strange things are happening and why all these women are raising up and, you know, all this stuff. And, and it's just satanic, it's demonic. And folks, um, I just don't want you guys to be led astray. If you listen to this podcast, I don't want anybody that listens to this podcast as I'm pointing at this podcast to be led astray. Um, if there's anything that I ever say ever that does not line up with the word of God, you guys better hold me accountable, okay? <laughs> Anybody listening out there, hold me accountable. I did have one guy that did post out something. He called me out on something. And he was absolutely right. And I mentioned it in my podcast. He was right. And so please hold me accountable because I don't ever want to do anything um, that does not line up with the word of God, okay? And so um, that's another thing. So if you guys listen to this podcast, please, I do this podcast because I don't want any of you guys to be led astray. I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to fall for the health, wealth, prosperity gospel or the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. I don't care what you're going to do. You're just, you're just not having a fight. That's why you're sick. Any of these, these lies from the pit of hell that are used in order to get money from you. Okay, I don't want anybody to be led astray by uh, false doctrine, false teaching, because there's been many enter the church, sheeps in wolves clothing that will lead thousands and millions astray. Just look at Joel Osteen in his church. Just look, you know, what's her name? Bat- Joyce Meyer. Look at her. <laughs> Folks, she's got the little God syndrome. And she does, but that's what she preaches, the little God syndrome. And then right here, um, the one that I'm going to do this podcast on, they say similar things. You are kings and priests. And I'm like, taking verses out of context, taking verses out of context. And so um, I just, uh, <laughs> that's, I believe it's the calling that the Lord has put on me to, to tell the truth to to speak what the Bible says about truth, that the only truth you can find is in the Bible. That's it. That's all. That is all truth. It never changes. God doesn't change because, you know, times and cultures have changed. He does, His word does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus says not one jot or tittle will be gone. It, he goes, the world and everything will be burned up and fallen away, but not one jot or tittle will ever change will ever be removed the word of god will remain forever and it's written there in matthew chapter 5 verse 18 and we'll read in the king james version for verily i say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled and here's the legacy standard bible they now have this on BibleHub.com. Uh, the Legacy, Standy, uh, Legacy Standard Bible is, of course, from um, Grace to You, John MacArthur's that seminary there, the Master Seminary. So this is what it says. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. And so um, there's a, so if you ever look at how Greek and, and Hebrew is written, there's like the little, anyway, it's kind of neat the way it's, it's written. And that's what he's saying. Not the slightest, not the littlest, tiniest little jot. Isn't that amazing? God 
It is so amazing, you guys. So anyway, um, I tell you, it's just, it's, it's, mm, it is amazing. I, I love the word of God. I want you guys to love the word of God. Um, oh man, I tell you in context, um, Matthew five eighteen. let me see if I can pull it up here. Let's see. We're going to go to the new King James version. Cause you know, I like the new King James version. The new American standard is good. To, I, they're all I'm not saying all NIV after 1984. Not so not good. <laughs> Not good at all. So we're going to talk about, so this is the Beatitudes. So this is what he's talking about leading up to the 518. Um, And let's just read, let's read a little bit of Word of God today because we all love the Word. So the Beatitudes. In seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka, which is translated in the NESB as you good for nothing. But anyway, it says, uh, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. The judge hands you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it has been said that it was said to those of old, 
you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. So folks, a lot of good stuff. Get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And as always, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. I pray he comes quickly tonight. I pray for the peace in Jerusalem. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I just, I really, really do appreciate it. And I just pray that this podcast is an encouragement to you guys, is a blessing to you guys. And I just really pray that, you know, uh, it gives you some discernment and just kind of shows you what's going on in the world today. And gets you excited about the word of God and that it brings you back to the word that you can dig into the word. And uh, I just pray that it glorifies Jesus. So I'm going to get over here. But as always, like what do I always say? We all say it. Say it with me. Get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And uh, come Lord Jesus quickly. Maranatha. <laughs>